It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Welcome to another very special edition of They Came to Play, the podcast where Danny McGinley and I dissect the weekend of AFL football, uh, normally with Tess Armstrong, but in recent times with a replacement Tess Armstrong each week. We'll introduce our very special guest in just a moment. Uh, but Danny McGinley, we need to point people to our live podcast this Sunday at the Comics Lounge. Yes, starting at 2.15. It is going to be a, such a fun day. We have got some great guests. We have... Ben Dixon, from the from former Hawthorne legend. Yes, once kicked a goal after the siren to defeat uh, Carlton. I'm pretty sure that story will come up. Uh, Eddie Betts is Eddie joining Betts. us live. Well yes. done getting Eddie Betts. Very exciting to have Eddie Betts on board. Broden from Auntie Donna yes. will be joining us for our... Chelsea Roffey. Uh, Chelsea Roffey will be with us. Paul Kalija. Uh, who, Paul Kalija, if you don't know, is one of the head writers of The Front Bar. Yes. He's on. Adam Rosenbachs might be on. It's so exciting. It we is, don't know. It is indeed. And Dave Thornton will be there as yes. well. So uh, it's going to be a massive day. We're very excited to please come down and have a bit of fun with us next Sunday. Yeah. It's Anzac Day. We're going to watch the game, the um, Collingwood-Essendon game, and we will heckle like Statler and Waldorf from the sidelines. Yeah, with uh, with our funny friends. It's sort of just, it's it's for a day for all the Essendon, all the people who love footy. Anzac Day's a great day on the footy calendar. But for those of us who don't like Essendon and Collingwood, it's a mm. bit of a, you know, you're just watching two teams you don't like. So we thought we'd have fun. Indeed. Heckling it all. But we have a big Essendon supporter who's uh, scowling at us right now. <laughs> we do indeed. Uh, you may know her from the radio show or podcast, Chicks Talking Footy on Joy 94.9. Susanna Mott, a.k.a. Moddy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, guys. And and what a way to intro me to put me right back on my feet as an, <laughs> as an that you hate Essendon supporters. Of not which not, I am hey, one. not supporters, just the club. Oh, <laughs> I uh, I did a podcast a podcast a uh, sportsman's night with uh, Dustin Fletcher, on oh. who I'm yeah. sure you love. I love him. Number thirty one, unreal. Uh, who gave many many years to the. Uh, to the Essendon Football Club. 5,000 uh, games he played. Uh, yeah, an extraordinary. And he looks as fit as a fiddle today. It looks like he could run out and play Still today. as skinny as ever. Yes, yes. But his son, did you realise his son is trying to make it in the NFL? Yeah, I did. At he, the moment. He was on the Essendon list. And, right. And then and was training down there and then just went, you know what, I'm going to have a crack at the NFL. And you mm. can imagine the boot on him if he's anything like his father. Yeah, so yeah. so he, as a kicker. As a kicker, and Dustin was showing me some videos of his lad kicking in this unbelievable indoor. He's in Cincinnati. This incredible indoor. Oh, the Bengals arena. Yeah, it's the so it's the college team. Oh, okay, right. Whoever that is. Yeah, because he's only twenty still. Yeah, so that's he's right. trying to sort of make his way. Might onto be Ohio State onto the Buckeyes. So yeah, I don't. I don't. Okay, know let's not even. Anyway, ourselves. it's very exciting. So look out for Mason Fletcher. If you're an NFL fan, hopefully coming through in a few years' Mason. time. Mason. So he's given him an American name just so he can fit in there. That's good. Named after Mason Cox. I'm th- I not surprised. <laughs> yes. 
Um, now, there was something else I was going to tell you about Dustin Fletcher as well, but I've now forgotten that. Oh, wow. So, so the old, uh, late, so old age, forgetting things, yeah, is that, yeah, is that uh, contagious? It's really, it's really kicking in <laughs> uh, these days. It'll come to me and I'll, it'll, I'll revisit it later in the pod. What's he like as a guy? Like, is he as quiet as – I've never met him, so is he as quiet as you think he'd be? Not quite. He's, he's got some very funny stories, mm. some great stuff about, you know, uh, Matthew Knight's. Uh, oh, that was, was a, that was a positive era for the club, wasn't it? <laughs> well, do, do you look back on it now and just go, yeah, geez, that was a dark times? But Leo, it's still better than now. <laughs> um, I do you know what? I felt sorry for him. He was on a hiding to nothing oh. coming in after yeah, Sheedy. It was like following. they just went, let's just put someone in. Yes. Someone's <laughs> yeah, got to yeah. cop the three years. It doesn't really matter. And he wasn't yeah. smart smart like uh, David Moyes, who followed Sir Alex Ferguson at Manchester United, who knew he was going to be on a hiding to yeah. nothing. So he made them give him a 10-year contract. And oh. even though he only uh, coached for about, oh, I think, nine months, he still was getting paid mega bucks a decade later. You're oh, kidding me! He's a smart man. What a smart guy. That is, yeah. Well, good on, good on him. But like following Hamish and Andy, they actually left that shift bl- empty for a year. <laughs> it was dead air. Because there's just no point trying to step in there. Um, but yeah, he said the Matty Knights years were uh, were tricky. But I did say to him, and this was slightly awkward because he's good friends with James Heard. Um, when James Heard held his first press conference, I don't know if you remember this, Smotty. <laughs> this, we love uh, this story. I don't, it's just, uh, just one Remind the, me. It's just I, one of the great quotes. He said at the press conference when he got the coaching job, he said, well, this football club has reached rock bottom. <laughs> And it's, <laughs> and it's my turn to dig it out. I and thought, now, wow. now Essendon fans look up at a faint star-like point of light <laughs> at where that rock bottom was. Yeah, exactly. Them. And who knew we could go so far, yeah. so much lower than we did. Although Essendon were showing a little bit of promise. Oh, uh, they, they beat, what, and, and then the ball was bounced on Saturday. No, no, no. <laughs> when, who, no, Essendon had a really good win against... St Kilda. St, St. Kilda. St Kilda, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but then we'd endured in round one the 30-something turnaround to, to your so, team, yeah, uh, the yeah. Hawks, and you just go, oh, right, so we're just playing as normal. <laughs> 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 Business as yeah. usual. How do you feel about the truck, Rutten? Are uh, you... I hadn't even heard him speak until about two rounds from the end last year. I was like, I, I don't, I don't really know. An Adelaide supporter of mine said, you know, solid. Yeah, talked about the way he played, but I quite like what they've done. There's, there's five new guys mm. that this year, as in young dudes, and then there's a few more from other clubs, and they're just playing them. Yeah, yeah. They're just going, okay, in you go, and we'll play you. Yeah, you got to give them a run. If you're so, not gonna, if you're not gonna play finals footy, I just say give the young fellas. Yeah. A- Give them a run. It's going to be when Essendon do come good, and they will come good. Because yeah. uh, the last time Essendon were pretty dominant, Leams, was around, you know, 2000, 2001, pre-social media era. So mm. I reckon uh, we haven't experienced smug Essendon on social media yet, <laughs> and it'll be a tsunami. <laughs> you are right. Yes. I am dreading it so hard. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait. Well should, well, should we quickly discuss the game from the weekend? It uh, went down to Brisbane, and Brisbane, for a team that were meant to be a top-four side, were in desperate need of a win. Win. Yeah. Um, and then got it, of course, on the weekend. It was a great seeing Joe Danaher score his first, score his, 
Was it a 200th goal against yeah, his was, old side? Yeah, it was. But that was in junk time at the end of the fourth quarter and they were celebrating as if he'd, you know, well, he won the yeah. game for them. Off <laughs> with the low standards he, at Brisbane this year. <laughs> he did have a fair – he did had an okay day out. Um, how, did, how did you feel watching Joe Danaher run around in a Brisbane top? I, I am of the school was not unhappy to let him go. Yeah. I thought Saad was the one we needed to keep. Yes. But Joe Danaher's been inconsistent. He's been inconsistent as a when he's on the field. So he's really – the whole thing about Joe, in my opinion, was it, it was all about potential. And you can't build a team on potential. Yeah. You know, the, no. I mean, sorry, you know what I mean? Yeah, like someone, yeah. oh, he might play a good game once every four. So I yeah. thought – and I, I just didn't like the, the jovial way he'd hug an old mate on the opposition and stuff. Just was like, no. Nah, what about when he literally sat on the fence? Uh, oh, so. I, I screamed at the television. <laughs> oh, really? I just, <laughs> I just went, no, no, we're not doing that. See, we're, I loved it, but then again, I've, I don't have skin in the game. Yeah, so, so if Bond did that. Oh, well, he would do it so handsomely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't he a spunk, really? Oh, oh, he's just, he's amazing. We'll talk about he's him a, later. He's, <laughs> a, he's a beautiful young man. Yeah. I remember watching that thinking, I enjoyed it. Because I like Joe Danaher as a bloke, but then my very next thought was, if that was a Hawthorne player, I'd be, I would not be impressed. Yeah, I, I guess he's sort of like uh, Joe Danaher is a bit like a Matt Rowell in that we all love him, mm. but that's because he's never destroyed our club yet. Matt Rowell, when once he starts winning yeah. games for the Suns, we're going to hate him. Do you know what I really hope he does? Yeah. How sad what's happened to him with those two big injuries, oh, you know. Yeah. That's just awful. Is he is he he's gonna be back in the second half of this year, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, around around mid season they say. Yeah. But can we just can we just get to, sorry to, to just skip really quickly here to the Gold Coast Suns, but can we just push that club into the ocean and forget about it? No, no, I saw I saw the dogs V Suns uh, on Saturday and I'm still excited to see a Gold Coast fan. They're like a unicorn. <laughs> you just see them. You go, are you real? Can I touch you? <laughs> are you being paid by the AFL to be well, here? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> they were all good, but yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, it, but where did you? So where did you watch uh, Essendon Lions? I mean, whenever I watch those two teams play, I, I think back to the two thousand one Grand Final, even though it's twenty years mm. since. Mm. But just seeing those two jumpers, you get excited that it's going to be a good game, and and then it's you know it it wasn't amazing. It no, was, it wasn't amazing, and you wanted to. Be competitive and there's no, you know, as a supporter you don't make massive excuses all the time. But we just didn't handle the rain for starters. Did you see it? Yeah. It was like, you know, they just poured an ocean on it. (laughs) They have different rain up there, don't they? Yeah, it just really – and it was really that skiddy kind of puddles of rain everywhere. So we didn't handle that. We weren't as good a team. with Our players aren't as good. And I watched it at home on the telly with a glass of Pinot. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) By myself. I do do love watching footy with a – Glass of wine and probably a block of chocolate as well. In my case, uh, see, I, I need to drink. If I'm consuming alcohol, watching footy, it has to be beer because I just I just drink so fast. Oh right, yeah. If okay. I if I pour myself a single malt, I've sculled that like a thing, and suddenly I'm. Ah, so. uh, Danny, was this a win for the weather? Because Essendon not used to the conditions, much like Brisbane not used to the cold oh, in Ballarat the week before. Yeah, that could be it. Well, it does rain here in Melbourne, so they could. But yeah, not not that torrential. Yeah, sort of. But they're just Essendon with all. Sorry, Mop, but I just saw them uh, kick missed targets. Oh. it's they're they're just not there yet. No, and they look they're far off. But if, like I said it, uh, earlier, if if. Rutten's plan, and if he's obviously been sanctioned by the um, board and the you know football department, which is excellent, is play the kids, let's develop. You know, Hurley's shot, 
he won't be back in. Yeah. You know, mm. that he's he, he's been playing like he's struggled for years and manfully with those shoulders and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> so they really are just like, okay, we're moving on. Yeah. And, and if they Rebuild. accept that, well, that awful, you, awful are, word. But are you confident yeah. for this Sunday against Collingwood? Where are you going to watch it? Comics Lounge. Oh, no. I'm on, <laughs> I'm on the Pinot again. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. down the beach and my dad, my 82-year-old dad, who is as fit as really and, and – He's playing? He's going to get yeah, a game? He's not, but he's punchy. So my dad and my brother and my partner will be down the beach and we have, we're adding party pies to the mix this uh, week. So nice. it'll be Pinot and party pies. Oh, nice. Really good day. That is a good way yeah, to watch the footy. Far enough away from a Collingwood win if they do. <laughs> I was, uh, well, it'll be 14th v 16th this, um, this Sunday <laughs> for the Anzac Day Clash. <laughs> Thank God uh, all these big teams still get the marquee matches. Uh, well, there'll be. I mean, I hope there's a big crowd there. I mean, there normally is, and you can usually rely on Essendon and Collingwood fans. No, I, I say to all Essendon and Collingwood fans, don't go. Go to the Comics Lounge. Live pod. Yeah, yeah, very great. good. Very <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch us heckle the game yeah, from the that, sidelines. That'll make you feel good. <laughs> yeah, indeed, you want a lockout down at the Comics Lounge, don't you? And yeah, Gil, we do. Gil's going to have to walk out <laughs> and say, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, well, we're close <laughs> enough. We could move at the Princess Park. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Where they had the uh, AFLW lockout. We will get to the AFLW grand final. Oh, yeah. Uh, very shortly. Um, but, Danny, shall we see? You've, you've touched on it. Shall we talk about the Bulldogs and the Suns? Hell, yeah. All right. So, this is uh, the big the history books they're all saying. This is the first time the Dogs have been five and zip since 1946. Do you remember the immortals of 1946? Those Footscray men that we still talk about. No, because they got bundled out in the finals in the first week. Oh, right. I was just, go- I was, I'm just Googling. I'm just Googling. I'm going, is that, uh, is that could, a thing? Well, I could mention Ted Hopkins. Is he one of them? Alan I don't Hopkins. know. Alan. Alan oh, Hopkins. Well done. So, so Ted. Isn't, but <laughs> you, 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 yeah, you feel safe saying Ted around the Bulldogs yeah. <laughs> and everything. Oh, I know why you brought this up. I'm looking at the ladder from <laughs> yes, 1946. He noticed. He noticed. <laughs> Hawthorne, one of our many wooden spoons yeah. through that era. This is just before the great Roy Cazaley came to coach Hawthorne. Oh, so you were still called the Mayblooms. We were still the Mayblooms, and it was Roy Cazaley who thought Mayblooms didn't sound tough enough. Uh, do you know uh, why they were called Mayblooms? No, I don't. Motty? Because they were – usually the senior list would get scrapped after three games and they'd bring in the reserves who may bloom into oh. good players. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, good. So he changed us to the Hawks. Yes. The Hawthorne apparently Hawks, so it'd sound a little tougher. His daughter came up with it apparently, according to legend. Uh, so, yeah, in 1946 we went nine and – Nine and zip, and then uh, I think Essendon won the grand final against oh, uh, Melbourne eventually. So, so good signs. I'll, t- I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> won the minor premiership, and then of course went on to uh, win the grand final in front of seventy-two thousand people. Yeah, no, the, there wasn't uh, seventy-two thousand at uh, Docklands uh, for the Dog Suns. Uh, wasn't <laughs> no, no. Gil did not come out and say there's a lockout. Uh, but it was it was a great. Game. I mean, we were up by ten goals at uh, at halftime, and everyone was sort of expecting another like Good Friday where we shellacked North Melbourne. Just and mm. then Gold Coast came back because they're a better side than a ten goal deficit. And it was amazing the Dogs fans getting angry. We've already just gone into that position of privilege. We're expecting Aaron Norton to kick ten goals. We're just right, going, yeah. what is this? There's rage, and, and I've clearly, I'm well, maybe because I've have lived through the dark times of the Bulldogs. I'm still like, everyone, and there's chill been out. many. Let's face it, yeah. yeah, just chill out, everyone. We're still like, you know, we got a goal, and everyone was like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, oh, cool. Now we're now we're forty points up. It's, so oh. how close did the Suns get? Thir- I think thir- I don't think they ever got within five goals. Right, okay. but they okay. played very well, and it was exciting. I uh, mean, eleven goals to one at halftime. Oh yeah, that is just. 
that that's not AFL standard. No. I would say no. about Gold Coast. Moddy, do you get the feeling that Western Bulldogs fans are becoming a bit like Richmond fans? Just that bit of smugness. Is Look, I do to creep get in. the sense. Yeah, I mean, initially I th- didn't realise who Danny. Barrett for because <laughs> you know he's quite subtle around yeah. it. Um, Never comes up. I do. I, I do. Well, Danny in particular, really. <laughs> I, I will admit, I, I cannot find that lid. That lid. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to. You keep are on. driving yeah. the it arrogance is, train, I think, aren't you? Yeah. It is buggered off. I, I need to go on eBay and get another lid. Uh, but we're playing the Giants this Friday, and the Giants are up and about, and they traditionally fire up against us. So, Where, where's the match? Canberra. Oh so, well, there you, right. you know that'll be another snowy day. You might. You yeah. might be better than the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I'm Do not we, sure. Have, have you had a look at the seven-day forecast? Do you know what the weather is in Canberra this weekend? Oh, no, I should. Yeah, I mean, this. who could forget Clarko running topless through the snow <laughs> a couple of years ago in Canberra? What a joyous night out that was. And Hawthorne won that game. They Why did. did he do that? Friday, Friday night, uh, top of 17, low of one. A low of yeah, one. there Classic we go. Clarko did that because the weather was miserable. We'd had a terrible year. The boys were a bit flat and he just wanted to inject a bit of fun right. into the playing group. And anyway, we ended up winning the game. So, I mean, who knows what sort of a role his topless run played. Yeah. <laughs> but it did – it achieved what he wanted it to achieve and that's everyone just having a bit of a smile whether – my favourite moment of that was when it started snowing and all of Twitter tried to make the same Shane Mumford joke at the same time. Oh, <laughs> it's like the three stooges going through a door. Just, yeah. <laughs> Let's get there. Um, yeah, best moment, about, dog's son. speed, not quality on yeah. Twitter, isn't it? <laughs> best moment of dog's sons. Before we move on, I'll do my final little bit of arrogance. My favourite moment was when mm. Adam Trelaw uh, ran, through the, uh, ran through the corridor and booted it into and Aaron Norton could have run on and grabbed it and scored an easy goal, but he shepherded it through and that just showed there is a real team first and, and welcoming, wanting to make sure Adam is feeling very mm. welcome. And I, with Adam Trelaw, uh, were you, when you found out he was coming to the club, were you happy? I was dumbfounded, just going, hang on. It's a bit the, the, the metaphor I've been using. It's like finding, you know, when you see a couch on the side of the road mm-hmm. and suddenly it's a, a brand new, you know, I don't know, brands of couch. <laughs> like a Chardin. Chardin. It was like finding a brand new Chardin. Thanks, Motti. <laughs> and just go, hang on, you're throwing this out. We can have this. And then not only that, Colin went, no, no, we're going to pay you to take it. Yeah. So then you lift up the cushion and you go, oh, shit, there's, someone's left their cash in yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's really good. <laughs> We've done very well here. Yeah, it was amazing because, you know, Josh Dunkley said he wanted to leave uh, the dogs because, you know, he's not getting mm. enough midfield time. And then and we managed to keep Josh Dunkley and grab another midfielder. Yeah, God. yeah well no, done. You've, you've done very well there. And, uh, I mean, I think here, Moddy, it's probably safe to say if Footscray doesn't win the flag, it's a wasted year. Oh, here we go. Would I, would say, I would say definitely. Waste, wasted year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, used to, I used to say that about Richmond, but they're out of the picture now. Maybe so. a rebuild next year. I mean, you know. Oh, don't don't <laughs> say that. They don't win the flag this yeah. year. Mate, Bevo, no, when we win flags, that's when Bevo goes, all right, we've got to start from scratch again. <laughs> Clean out your list. Yeah, he's a funny guy, uh, All right, very good. Well, should we, uh, should we talk about the AFLW Grand Final before Hell we yeah. get back into the men's? Yeah. Um, what an upset. It was an upset and disappointing for the Crows. I think the Chelsea-Randall situation would have had an impact on the Crows. Moddy, do you reckon that was enough to make a difference, losing your arguably your best player and your captain? Some some different difference, definitely, but she's a very present person in the team, whether she's mm. on the bench or she's not. Yeah. So she was out for a long time with an ACL. Um, and yes... A bit, but I think Brisbane did their homework. 
Yeah. And Ebony Marinoff, who's a prime mover, was was really um, blanketed, as yeah. was Aaron Phillips. And that's the that's the main two, and they they shut them down. But yeah, I mean, how many? How, I'm just looking at the stats now. I'm trying to see how many disposals Aaron Phillips had. Eight. Yeah. Eight. But that's the thing, a, that's a quite day. Look, Erin Phillips can get eight disposals, but kick two goals in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she she didn't. Yeah. They 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 shut her down, and Eb. Eb probably got what fifteen or something, but that's half her norm. You know, that's well. She's been racking up thirty on a pretty yeah. regular basis, and very penetrating, very good. Yeah. So, she got seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There you go. So she's much lower than usual, but yeah. um. So I think I think that Chelsea's a gun. She's twenty nine. She's got you know a good yeah, twelve years left in her, hasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she? Well, she started with Dustin Fletcher, and yeah. they they now. Well, ha- how about that goal from Hodder? Is that the best goal oh, in a yeah. grand final? Amazing. Oh, it, was, it, was, Amazing. it was very good. I loved even more than the goal, the celebrate, the reaction to it and the celebration yeah. of the goal. She so looked, I could not believe it happened. She couldn't believe it happened, but it wasn't like that surprised uh, Richmond AFLW player. Uh, I think it was Mackenzie when she took the mark, just looked so amazed. Uh, yeah. But this was like, a, I can't believe that went in and I'm going to scream at the Crows fans. Yeah, it was yeah. very WWE. Do you yeah. think any of that uh, unbridled joy that is of – um, often seen in the women's teams is rubbing off on the men that are at the same clubs or not yet because the men are very it's they're very not allowed to talk to each other team first <sighs> our brand all that sort of yeah. stuff yeah I feel like there's a bit more of a a freedom in the women's game yeah, yeah. when you see just how they are and personality and more, and more personality mm. as well I mean we've I'm doing breakfast radio in Adelaide at the moment at SAFM and we've spoken to Chelsea Randall and uh, Ebony Marinoff a few times and they're just great. They really they're really are. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they enjoyed all we I was I'm back working at uh, the front bar uh, behind the scenes. We had the AFLW awards night. That was so awesome to see as a as a female and a female long-term female supporter of football and now AFLW. It was just like well done, front bar. Yeah. You've really pushed it out and you're saying to the yeah. rest of the football community, get on board here. Get on board. My favourite mm. moment is we, we only talked about the men's for one segment just to, to get it to talk about uh, – ultimately make jokes at Carlton's expense. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when we said, all right, we're going to talk about the men, it's because the audience were all the AFLW players. Yeah, so Tough gig for the warm-up guy. Uh, uh, but we said we're going to talk about the men's. They all started booing. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. And uh, I'll tell you the most surprising thing because uh, they all came in and we said, all right, there's going to be cameras on you and some were like, oh, my God, cool, and they set up the front. <laughs> one player – who I thought was one of the most courageous players, just looked me in the eye and went, where are the cameras not going to see me? Now, there's oh, a clue with the accent. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, uh, GWS. Yes, Cora, Cora Staunton. Staunton. Got it in one yeah. body. She right. just was like, I do not, I'm not going to tolerate being mm. the centre of attention at all. And then I was like, God, I hope you win, a pro- I hope you win yeah. an award now and you have I, to give a speech, Cora. <laughs> I mean, the the MVP not going to Kiara Barras from um, Frio was... Surprising, yeah, yeah, surprising. I mean, Bree Davies is an, a worthy winner, but yeah, yeah Ka- Kiara just killed all year. Oh, I'm oh, just, there I'm, you go. I'm biased, and I just think Bonnie Toogood should win everything. But, uh, well, just so you can shout out the name. Yes. It's, a, it's a very strong name. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good name. <laughs> and uh, now they, of course, uh, would have celebrated. I know the Crows had a function in Adelaide on Saturday night where they would have. Drown their sorrows. I've been to uh, one of those before. After your team loses a grand final, it's, it's really not much fun. Not a <laughs> lot of celebrating quiet, going on. But Brisbane, I don't know if they got to fly back to Brisbane that night or whether they had to stay in Adelaide. Um, 
but what do you think? How would you would, would you get the today off work? If because I know a lot of the AFLW players are still working. Surely your boss gives you Monday off. Oh, you'd think it. so. Any boss that sacks an AFLW player <laughs> yeah, yeah. not coming on Monday is a bum. Hey, you talk about names. We got a shout out from Jess Drake, who's a listener, uh, one of the best names in sport, uh, from an NHL player uh, from 1992, Jeff Bukaboom. Jeff, what was his surname? Bukaboom. 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 B e u k e boom. Wow. And nicely said too. That is Thank a, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, well, Jess. It still doesn't beat. If you're going to come up with a name, it's yeah. got to beat my favourite ever. This is a sport appropriate name. Mm-hmm. The Russian hurdler, Marina Stepanova. <laughs> <laughs> so, if anyone can beat Marina Stepanova, please, <laughs> please let us know. Um, but. A big upset for uh, for Brisbane. Oh, and can I can I give a slag out? As in, very disappointed AFL. Terrible. I went – so I watched the first quarter of the AFLW grand final mm. and then I had to go to Docklands to do my MCing before the Bulldogs match. Yes. And I assumed because the – preliminary final had been on the big screen at the MCG that at Docklands would have the grand final on the big screens. No. Not there. You're not kidding. on any of the tellies in any of the, the corporate oh, really? areas that I was emceeing. Not in any of the bars. It. W- I had to watch it on my phone. What an absolute disgrace. Uh, Gee, I wonder who owns the stadium uh, who would be making that decision. <laughs> oh, God. I you have to Google the it. AFL. Uh, it's yeah. their stadium. Yeah. Yeah. They have control. Idiots. And there was no mention of it at oh, all. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. I thought Iron Man owned it. <laughs> Am oh, I wrong? It's so weird. I have to go to three rooms and they're all named after superheroes, but they're not like it's not like Are the Ant Man room. It's the like the Thor room or something? No, it's it's all of it's the Quill room, the Parker room. Parker, Peter Parker. Oh, Quill right. is Peter Quill, uh, who's Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. but also Peter Quill played for the Bulldogs, so that works oh, for us. Okay. And the Danvers room. Danvers is Captain Marvel. Oh God! So it is unusual, isn't it? <laughs> it's odd. Uh, it is. It is very a, odd. I was at a pub in Richmond with my chicks talking footy girls, and we we were at one that had your little screen at your table. Oh yeah, as well as fifty million round the room yeah, that all that were all showing it. It was unreal. That's great. And was it, and was the pub busy? No, we're the only people watching it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the crowd? Marty, because they blew the lid off the place the last time the Crows hosted a grand final. And what numbers did they get to this time? Just they twenty one thousand, I think. Oh, that's ten. That's down ten thousand. Forty thousand yeah. was the forty thousand was the capacity. Right. They got fifty three thousand a couple oh. of years ago. Um, Only twenty thousand. I'm twenty one. One of the complaints was the fixturing. Now the AFL cleared its men's fixture. Yes, but. A lot of women in South Australia were playing suburban women's ah, footy. And there are a lot of the people who would have gone to the game, but they were playing at the but same time. But you can't, st- I mean, you can't stop everything. No, well, exa- exactly. Yes, you can. COVID well, did. Well, AFLW well, grand final yes. short. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You can't stop it all. I mean, I said on radio last week, well, are they going to? Played at midnight. I mean, if you, gotta, exactly. if you want fresh air. Yeah. And then you miss the nightclubbers not coming along. So Exactly. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Uh, there's no – who did that – yeah, they played – Carlton. They played Carlton. So I think with the excitement of the early days, there was just people driving across the border, but no one's driving from Brisbane. No. No. To get there to watch. Although my relatives in Brisbane who aren't into footy, most of them are into rugby union, they were all watching it. Our our family WhatsApp group was quite excited. Even like my auntie who I'd never known to be into sport was – Putting go lines, so mm. it's it's we're slowly 
break, getting through slowly. It's still more than, you know, watch North Melbourne or Frio or someone when oh, they yeah. play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. And do you have, so on the topic of grand finals, Monty, do you have a favourite from over the years? Look, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but pretty much the Bulldogs win. <gasps> it's not really? my team, but, really? and, but I've we've been in the Essendon and have been in the wilderness for so long. So Bulldogs to win. I think everyone in Melbourne, maybe not you, Lemo, but everyone in Melbourne got on got on board. Uh, Lemo I, did. No, I was a hundred percent on because yeah. I my dislike. I won't say hatred. I'll say dislike <laughs> of Sydney and Geelong is yeah. runs deep. Yeah. So I was very happy. <laughs> you, you were good. We beat the Hawks in the semi-final, and you sent a very nice text the next day saying that hurt, but now I'm on your bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it, that you're happy often to support, say, in this case, the Bulldogs, yeah, because you hate the opposition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's oh, not yes. as much. It's not so much that you go loving that. But no, I was right on board with the dogs, and so I was. And it was wrapped. a good game. Like it was a great game. You probably haven't watched the replay as many times as oh. I have, but it's it's a five point game with three minutes left. Melbourne took uh, over. You know, Melbourne really embraced it. People yeah. were painting fences. That yeah. old traditional stuff. It was nice, and it was the longest drought. I do love drought breaking. I would love Sydney to win a uh, St Kilda to win a flag, and I would love Melbourne to win a flag. Yeah, yeah. Just so then everyone's kind of caught up. Then yeah, and then it's just up to the new teams, Frio, who haven't won one. Yeah, Gold, Gold Coast. Coast and GWS mm. to win flags. Yeah, and then I, I want everyone on the scoreboard. And then I think the biggest drought after that is Carlton. So <laughs> well, they can keep that drought. I'm not, <laughs> well, I'm hang not on. bothered with no, Carlton. When did, so Essendon won in in two thousand. Which so statistically the best season of football ever played by a team. Mm. Yeah. So and does it annoy don't, don't, you? Don't got, ask, that hang, got that to hang on to. Don't yeah. ask me what those key statistics are, but I have been assured by proper statistics. Well, won every game but one. And does which, it annoy you that yes, that is it does. The, that that's <laughs> that whenever they show a replay of a game from two thousand, it's yes. it's us beating you. I know, <laughs> and I, I already knew where you're going, so it already agreed. Was that the final round of the season? No, it was. Uh, I thought it was thir- third last. Oh, close right, enough. okay. Because we no, actually second last. Because we then that put us in the eight. And we just had to beat Hawthorne the next week. And I was still in school then. And I remember telling a Hawthorne fan at school, going, you guys, you know, we beat Essendon. You have no chance against us. You flogged us. Yeah. And then we lost to Essendon. Oh, no, that was 2001 when we lost that prelim to Essendon when Trent crowed. Had a shot at goal. For, it was a, similar to the Tom Boyd goal in the grand final. But crowed uh, hit the post. <sighs> and Essendon. That, that does hurt because you're super close. Yeah, you know, when you're that when you're that close, you're and then Essendon went on to play uh, Brisbane and lose final, of course, in two thousand and one, and just gets get Brisbane started on the you know <laughs> uh, yeah. reign of terror. I mean that that was a time when everyone was sort of uh, you know excited for the old Fitzroy fans oh, getting yeah. getting that. And, yeah. and you guys had been so good for so long, it was mm-hmm. a bit like oh, this is David and Goliath. Someone Come else's on, turn. Lions. Yeah, yep. it was great. And then of course Brisbane played Collingwood the next two years. <laughs> Delighted. <laughs> this is why we love the Lions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was even barracking for Bri- something. I wanted them to win four in a row, which is weird because they were playing Port, yeah. who I normally love. Yeah. And I do love. Mm. But there's something about the four in a row which excited me. Yeah. And I kind of wanted them to beat Port. They would have been the first year for f- four in a row. And Collingwood did it in the late 20s. Yes, but that's right, the only other four in a row. And that had the right of reply rule where if you finished top of the ladder and you lost a final, you could, uh, you could challenge and re- replay the next week. 
And that was a rule up until the 30s. Oh, I'm dumbfounded. That's yeah. mad. Right, so for, if you want to learn more, I did a, a story about it on game day. It's on YouTube. I'll, I'll send out the link. <laughs> Thank you. I have no doubt you know all the ins and outs of such things. Uh, right. Danny's, Danny's our podcast historian. He totally uh, is. For such matters. Um, well, should we, uh, should we talk about Hawthorne Melbourne? Sure. Yes, yes thank we, you. We're for jumping b- all over the place here. but oh, Thanks well, for bringing your It's son. all footy. I, you know what? He's, his record remains intact. Motty, every time Does Limo it? brings his kid to the footy, they lose. So we have bought uh, we have bought Laddie life memberships. <laughs> he's currently running at – he's four and a half. I took him yeah. yesterday for the first time this year. He's currently running at 0-7. Oh, my. I've taken him okay. seven times. We've lost every single one of them. It's unbelievable. Can't we just, can't we just like, get him to go for Richmond and then we can end this oh, nightmare? <laughs> I couldn't bear to live with a Richmond fan. That's actually that's smart though. Yeah. Yeah. Just just set him up a supporting the opposition. There is a guy who did. That. I did. I'm just going to plug another thing I did on game day. I found a guy online who was a Richmond fan, and yeah. he was convinced that he was the jinx in t- mid 2017. So the next week he went uh, and he bought a Carlton jumper and he started barracking for Carlton against Richmond. Yeah. And Richmond won, and so he kept. Doing that, he bought a jumper of every other club and wore it. Even on Grand Final day, he was wearing a Crows oh, jumper, man. and the Crows won. And, and oh, sorry, the Richmond. Tigers won. No, yeah. He's yeah. crying tears of joy, but the Crows fans around him think he's just crying. They're giving him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a cooler? Isn't that what you call it in kind of at a casino? Oh yeah, some of them yes, walks past the table and just the- give mozzers the. Changes the fortune. <laughs> Bring in the cooler. Yeah, Laddie's, a, Laddie's a cooler. <laughs> he is a cooler. I think there might be a movie called The Cooler as well about that the the uh, gambling thing. Casinos. Yeah. So he is uh, hopeless. Like he couldn't care less. Although one of the highlights yesterday, he I got him to the ground by bribing him with his best mate from Kinder. Right. So his best mate's dad, who I've never met before. Yeah. I got in touch with him and I said, "Do you want to bring your son Arlo?" Mm. to the footy, I can get us tickets to the president's function Ooh. and the boys get to do a clinic out on the ground with Beck Goddard before oh, the game. Man. Oh, nice. Which uh, my son and Arlo couldn't care less, but me and the other dad <laughs> are like so excited, right? Was the other dad a Hawks fan? They're now both Hawthorne fans, yes. Perfect. So as soon as oh. I said to Laddie, Arlo's going to be there, he's like, oh, I'll go, yeah, great. So we go, we meet them there, and then it's his second time at the G. He's on the ground. Oh, my God. With Beck Goddard. This kid, he's president's functions on the ground. He has no idea how sweet it is. He really but he's never seen a win, so. No. And then up at the president's function, it was a special kids' day, so they had a playground area in the corner. Oh, man. But I managed to get – we managed to get both boys out for the first half, and there was an umpiring decision I didn't like. So I said – I go, lad, that's rubbish. Yeah, lad, that's rubbish. And he goes, rubbish. And then they both start together, rubbish, rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) And a few people kind of laughed. And as soon as when you're a four-year-old and you get a laugh, you don't forget. So then he's just every five minutes, him and his mate, rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. (laughs) And look, the Hawks players uh, took their coaching advice and played rubbish. (laughs) I'll tell you what, they just, we faded hard. (sighs) But you were, I mean, you were in it. We We were definitely in it. In fact, I mean, honestly, at three-quarter time, I was thinking, you know what, we're going to win this. And so were Melbourne fans. I, I really <laughs> thought we were mm. going to win it. And um, I saw <laughs> Justin Reeves, the CEO, was walking past me and at three-quarter time and he goes, oh, I'm bloody nervous. And I said, I reckon we might have this. And he just goes, oh, Lee, don't no. don't say that. Do not say that. <laughs> You're a cooler as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bloody cooler as well. 
Um, so they kicked eight goals in the last quarter. Oh, they just two. fly. It's like we weren't even there. We were witches' hats. I'd <laughs> almost the, prefer to be losing all day than, yeah. than to suffer such a bad turnaround or defeat in the in the last quarter. It was fifty points in the end. I think we were within a goal at in the last quarter at one point, and yeah. it was uh, fifty four to one hundred and four. I think in the end. So. Uh, was, yeah. Tough day for the Hawks, but hey, it's fine. I'm after draft picks. Same thing happened to uh, so we're St. second Kilda. bottom. It's all good. So should we go to St Kilda, Richmond? Yeah, please. Um, the this I you know this was a close game. Tigers were were ahead, and then so I was I went and saw Will Anderson's show. Uh, so I was watching this on my phone on the way in to see Will Anderson. Yes. And it was you know close game. Actually, no, I came out and I checked the scores, and I went, oh, okay, Tigers are a bit ahead. I'm going to go to European Beer Cafe to watch the end of this, and. Uh, on the tram ride from the Art Centre to European Beer Cafe, I get there, the Tigers have put on eight goals yeah. in that last quarter. I, mean, I think they only scored five. But they just it just went from, oh, yeah, I think the Tigers have got this too. Oh, my God, what, what happened there? Yeah, it's what good teams do that, don't they? Good teams – I first thought this with Geelong when they were going through that really strong period. Geelong would just decide all of a sudden – all right, well, let's just win this game. Yeah, yeah. And then they just run over a team. But they have got the players that can do that. They've got a Selwood. I'm not sure if the game you're talking about had Dangerfield, yeah. but they've got those guys that can take the game and go, right. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Mm. Who does that at the Saints? No one. The Saints don't have that. They just the don't have that. that. No, they Wasn't. don't. The recruits, whilst great players, they're not those guys who are going to say, Come with me. We're doing this. Oh, yeah, there's no, there's no Dusty Martins no. or Selwoods or. So Hodges. was last year their blip year where they were good, or is this their blip year? It's mm. a very good question. Mm. I don't know. I used to say that about um, Melbourne. No Footscray. All oh, right. So <laughs> I used to say the premiership was the blip on the radar. It wasn't. A, <laughs> totally. It wasn't a hangover. The the premiership was a moment of clarity. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but St Kilda, I mean, I feel for St Kilda fans. I don't want to sound patronising, but well, I want St Kilda to be good. And well, all my St Kilda friends have just, there's a real, there's a deep pain they carry with them. And it's almost like they just go, oh, God, here we go not again. Because they would have expected, or the talk was that they were going to have a yeah. reasonably decent yes. year, weren't yes. they? Brett Ratner's coach, yeah. they were looking up and about. Everyone had them at least in their top eight, and a few people had them in their top four. Yeah. And did you um, – what is it – is it worse, Limo, to be a Demons fan or a Saints fan? I think we should decide on Sunday. This is – we are having this debate on ah, Sunday. It'll be Broden from Artie Donna versus Paul Collegia, Melbourne fan v St Kilda fan. They're going to answer the question, who, who – uh, who is it most painful to be, a Melbourne fan yeah. or a St Kilda fan? It's like Kilda a debate, fan? isn't it? It is. Limo and I are going to be ta- – I am take. I say Melbourne uh, is worse and you're going to say St Kilda. I'm gonna, it's definitely St Kilda oh, in wow. my eyes. You're off your head. All right, we'll say – St Kilda say, for me, I, I reckon. Yeah. It's just – I just feel like, without giving away too much of my argument, Melbourne can at least lean on a history of premierships. Yeah, I think that's yeah. worse though. Yeah, but you can yes, get – Yes, there's yeah. pity around St Kilda, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Just one. <laughs> and the other one is at St Kilda, their only premiership when Cowboy Neil is holding that premiership cup mm. off. The only photo, <laughs> he's wearing a bloody Collingwood Guernsey. I mean, what a shocking stain on your one glorious moment as a football club. And they must have been furious when the Bulldogs won. 
Oh yeah, totally. Because now they're oh, yeah, you know the longest yes, yes, drought. It's <laughs> like when you if uh, if you've been single for a long time, you've got a single friend, and then they get a partner. It's like, yeah, hey, we were no. doing that. Ah. Yeah. We were in this together. <laughs> um, so that debate will be happening uh, on the weekend. But yeah, Richmond still, you know, looking pretty depressingly good. predictable. Who, who gets the depressometer this week, Danny? This to the f- fans who are the most depressed after the right, weekend. Okay. I'm giving it to Carlton. Yeah, oh, the, it could be. Why Carlton? Just they, they, you know, they they got thumped by Port. Like Port didn't really get out of second gear. Mm, okay, and they they just did it so well. How good was Charlie Dixon's mark in that second oh. quarter? Did you see it? Where he, he just ra- it's like he was being held by three guys, and he just raised his hand like he was answering a question of the teacher, yeah. and just pulled the footy down. Easy Speaking as you like. Speaking of Marvel, I mean, he looks like Thor or something against yeah, the, against the rest of the players that were around him. Then he is a beast, and there are games when he rises too, when he just seems. Bigger and stronger yeah, and yeah. taller. And then other games where he's just not quite there. Uh, but on Carlton, can I just read you a bit of Robbo's article from today in the Herald Sun? Please. Uh, he goes, we've been sucked in and seduced by Carlton again. The question has been asked for some time, who are the Blues? Um, and, he, and he says, the question lies between, and I'd just love to be in on his thought processes with this next line and how he arrived at this line. But he says, after round five, the question lies between what is the native flower of Nigeria and how did the universe start? (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, the answer is, I don't know. (laughs) Wow. He's off the booze, so he's clearly got a lot more time to think. Well, Well, maybe the native flower's weed because that's (laughs) that's sent him down a weird path. It really is. And how did the universe start, which is a question you'll often ask. When you've smoked too much weed. Uh, he's on a health <laughs> kick. Do you know how – I've, 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 no. did I talk about my link to, to Robbo on the podcast? No, please. We have the same dentist. Right. <laughs> yeah. And your teeth are looking particularly good, may I say. Oh, <laughs> the low well, standard for that. <laughs> there we go. Isn't that funny? Lawrence Mooney and I have the same optometrist. Uh, oh. There you go. <laughs> the connections are everywhere. Um, yeah, so oh, ca- I'm Matthew Lloyd's twin. We're born on the same day. Oh, there we go. He's not aware yeah, of me, yeah, but yeah. I'm. <laughs> You're well aware of him. Very well aware of him. Do you send him a happy birthday thought each year? Well, funny, funny you say that. I didn't need to because I went to a posh restaurant on Friday night. My partner took me for dinner. Our birthday happened to be uh, just mid-April. Friday 16th, and uh, I looked over and there's a waitress taking a photo of a couple and I went, I know that back and that, <laughs> he- and that head because that head is always perfect. Yes. And there he was. We were celebrating at the same bla- uh, place, t- two tables across. Oh, that twin we thing. Did Still you- no idea. Dad, no idea. You didn't go and say hello? I didn't, no. My dad was shocked. but I he is, uh, He's a lovely fellow, Matthew Lloyd. Is he? Really, he really is a lovely bloke. And that's coming from A, a Hawthorne fan, and B, a Hawthorne fan who watched him uh, – bust up the faces of Brad Sewell and Josh Thurgood on different occasions. Uh, But he is a lovely bloke, uh, Lloydie. So, yeah, I'm not quite sure what Robbo's on (laughs) there. But anyway, his point being, who knows what the Blues are. They're a massive disappointment. And I think they are because they were promising a little bit this year. People go, oh, they play finals footy this year. And they just look a bit lost. Yeah, they've lost. Uh, oh no, they, they did win last week, but it's uh, who did they beat last week? It was uh, mm. oh uh, the Suns, right? Yeah, right. And that okay. was a surprise. Let's. Who, not, I mean, who do you blame in this situation? Is it is is, is it a coaching issue or it's the culture? It's got to be the culture. They've never recovered from having the, the their old business model was. Just buy the best buy players, them. bring them in. They have not adapted to the salary cap system. I have th- I have a theory that there is a, just a sliver of difference between each playing list. 
because yeah. of, okay. because of the equalisation mm. and you know the draft and everything else. So I would ne- I never blame the players. I think there's either coaching issues, footy department issues, or if you dig a little deeper, for your football club to be successful, your board has to be functioning perfectly. Yep. Mm. Your finance department, your promotions department, your Every department has to be functioning well for you to win a premiership. What's the so quote I from? They might have issues all over the didn't place. Didn't John Kennedy, the the former Hawthorne coach, yes. say you can win a flag with a dud coach, you can't win a flag with a dud administration? All oh, right, it could be, yeah. and I would believe that to be. Yeah, look, no one's ever won a flag with a divided board. Which takes us to Collingwood, obviously. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> lovely segue indeed. Gee, there and now we've sacked Nathan Buckley pretty much every week. Of this podcast. No, I say keep him on. (laughs) Well, I'm coming in on the sackings. (laughs) I think he might have to go, Bucks. They are in such trouble, Collingwood, because there's, I mean, they're still in such salary cap dire straits. They're still paying for Trelaw. They're about to have a decade of hell. And their supporters are unhappy with what happened getting rid of those three players. The players seem to be unhappy, yep. certainly with what Maguire had said, but also the Renaissance players, Darcy Moore, Brody, Grundy, all that, they, they're making a shift. I don't think they want him there. Yeah, yeah. They, are, they are a little bit off the boil. And what Bucks has had across his entire career is the 100% backing of the president. That's exactly. right. Yeah. Like just the unwavering support of the president, whereas now Bucks is probably going... Um, where's yeah. my where's my support network? Dead here? man walking here. So he might be feeling a bit off the mm. boil. He himself. should just get out of bucks. Bucks, get out while, you, while your reputation's intact. <laughs> it was funny. I went to see uh, Greg Larson's show Friday night at the comedy festival with Pete Hellier and Adam Rosenbachs. And when we went in, we all checked the score, and West Coast were up by a couple of goals, I yep. think. And then the show finished, and we checked the score again. It was near the end of the game, and uh, Colin would have been beaten fairly easily. What? But Pete. Like had um, was immediately ready to go with excuses. Yeah, but Dugowie, uh knows, and then how? It's like, were you were you working on this for the last hour? During the <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> He's got yeah. Everyone's doing the defence mechanism stuff. I watched it uh, at, at the. I was doing a gig at the European Beer Cafe. I've been there all month, pretty much, and uh, we were watching it. And uh, there was a, a Collingwood fan said a really hilarious thing because. Uh, what was it? Uh, first of all, I want to say uh, Dom Sheed got three goals in four minutes. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just oh, went boom, exactly. went back to him. Boom, boom. That was amazing. But at one point, I think Collingwood were only down by like three goals and then they got a goal to get within three mm. goals and they had uh, – there was like eight minutes to go. And I said to a Collingwood fan, I go, do you think this could happen? He goes, well – Worst things have happened in shorter time. I go, what do you mean? He goes, 9-11 only happened in 12 minutes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so, oh, and that's something he's really thought about yeah. too. <laughs> and then they got another that, goal and I was yeah. like, wow, there's a plane flying low over Manhattan. Yeah, that's not off the top of your head, <laughs> no, that one, is it? No, that hasn't popped into his head. <laughs> he's either heard someone else say that or he's yeah. really sat down and thought about it. Highlight of the game though, uh, Friday night – uh, when the cameras went to the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, and the crowd, <laughs> and 50,000 people booed. Oh, what a winner. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. And he just looked awkward. They, I mean, you've, you're on a hiding to nothing as a politician, particularly the Prime Minister, at yes. any sporting event. But the problem for ScoMo, though, is 50,000 people booing him. He would have been confused as to why. 
Is it because of the bungled vaccine rollout? Is it because of what I've said about women? Is it because I danced badly with Jimmy Barnes? Is it because of what I've said about Western no. Australia? West Coast fans just said it's because he dives for free, free kicks and he's a bit of a sook. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you think there's a storm in the teacup over Dugowie picking up his phone, you know, from the rooms halfway through the game? Oh, yeah. Post-injury? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I get that they've got to enforce that rule, mm. but – what? what like, I mean, what's he doing? Yeah. Is he really? But it's is, a rule. It is a rule. And it shows to me, what it says to me is, to go, he's about to go eat. Oh, you really uh, don't yeah. care. But you, you so often grab your phone without even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, but he had to go over to the box where they know they have to put them uh, in okay, and yeah, get point. it out. And it like, it wasn't just, oh, grab it out of my backpack. It's not that. And, yeah. they, and that rule is ha- hammered home. Yeah, they so all, the rule. They're all very aware of that rule. So whether you think. It's sort of the in, in my mm. um, thought process. It's not really whether you think the rule is any good or not. It's actually he knows the rule. Oh, yeah, and he, yeah. And he went against. Maybe it. that's why everyone was booing. And I think <laughs> little things like that can be real indicators of where it's divisive. Clubs yeah, at. I agree. Culture. You know, yeah. on the booing, uh, the only time I've seen someone get booed by an entire stadium and become the winner was once I was at an A-League final, Melbourne Victory versus Brisbane Raw. Whoever won that was going to play Sydney FC in the grand final the next week. Sydney had got through the night before. And Sydney FC's coach, Graham Arnold, was the, at the stadium. And so halfway through the day, they put the camera on Graham Arnold and everyone starts booing him because of the Sydney coach. Oh, yeah. And he genuinely, he worked out where the camera was. He eyeballed it and just went, what? What did I do? <laughs> and it was... And every every booze turned to laughter, and then we booed more, and oh, yeah, no. it was very funny. That's and good. now he's Socceroos manager, so there's hope. Right? Okay. It's good when someone embraces the booze. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think a politician. I can't. Well, actually, I was going to say I can't think of a time a politician's ever been cheered at a sporting event. But Donald Trump was cheered at a college football match in Alabama oh, two years yeah, ago, right. and I think people would have been scared to boo because I thought. I could be literally in crosshairs. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I, start I can tell you when. Um, 2006 Commonwealth Games, uh, Lord Mayor John So kept getting I cheered. cheered. Oh, right, Everyone okay. loved John So. And surely Hawkey at some point got cheered, didn't he? Oh, for sculling yeah, the beer. Well, oh, well, he's... Has since been cheered many times while sculling at beers at the SCG. <laughs> real, real highlights those moments. I mean, him sculling a beer in front of fifty Richie Benos at an Ashes Test match oh, man. is possibly the most Australian <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Yeah, how's um, this for a T-shirt? I saw a guy wearing. It's uh, Hawkey sculling a beer, and it says "Make Australia Great Again." <laughs> oh, fantastic! Yeah, I'll put it go. up on our socials. There we go. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so let's move on to our oh, well, the Battle of the Bridge. Let's quickly oh, yes. work through the uh, last few games here. Um, now, Moddy, you watched the last quarter I watched of this it, game. Um, today, actually, and God, it was good. I knew yeah. the result, but it was awesome because it was even made better because every, I, every time I looked at the score, it's like, oh, four minutes to go. Their swans are nine points up. Like they're not yeah, going to yeah, lose. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. hang on, they did. They did lose. <laughs> they so did lose I was yeah. trying to say to myself, how did they lose? But it was it was a real attrition game. They really clamped down. They pushed the ball forward, forward. Toby yeah. Green could not kick a goal until you know second last goal. Yeah, he he kicked one eight, I think. Oh, really? Something, something mad right. like that. My yeah. God. Which is weird because he normally kicks one, at least like nine one. players in the face. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, he won't miss your face. And gee, look, it, it was it's so lovely to see Buddy back on the ground. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, he's just one of the best we've ever seen, I think. Certainly in the last 20, 30 years. 
He's, uh, I've said it on this podcast before, he's a very, when you watch him live, he's a very distracting figure. Yeah. So I'll find myself just staring at him down one end of the ground while the play oh, is yeah. at the other yeah. end of the ground. Yeah, I've, I've done that with certain players. Adam Goods, Chris Judd, Ackermanis. I've yeah. done that with them. Ackermanis? Um, oh, no. You were going well until then. <laughs> he's <laughs> a shocker. He's a great <laughs> footy player, though. Yeah, I, st- I can't separate that. Oh, can't you? Acker, no. I've got a funny Acker story. So I was doing some interviews for the EJ Witten game a few years ago. I was like kind of boundary riding for the yep. Egypt as part of the broadcast a few years ago. And Acker had been laid out by Chris Johnson on the ground. And it was a bit of a... I must admit, I thought it was a bit of a rough hit at the time. Like Chris Johnson lined him up. And everyone, anyway, the crowd thought it was great, but it really hurt Aka and he had a cut lip. So I went over to interview him and he told me to get stuffed. You're not going to – don't make fun of me. And he swore and whatever. I really had a crack. And I went, oh, okay, no worries. And I just went back and sat down. He rang me the next day. So he got my – I don't know where he got my number from, but he rang me the next day and just went into this really long apology – for talking to me the way right. that he did. What and a nice I, guy. Yeah. I was, uh, was it a nice look, apology look or was my. it weird? Well, I'm going because I think that's weird. <laughs> I th- but but I was th- he a bit weird about his apology? Was he mentioning a Nigerian flower or anything? <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, no, he – I guess he had had some sort of renaissance, I guess, about him himself and how he's perceived mm. and how he should act publicly. Um, so I felt like it was a genuine apology. Um, and we were on the phone for about half an hour talking about all sorts of things. But he was kind of explaining that he was, you know, a bit stressed and was a bit angry about getting hit on the ground. And But he, yeah. and he went, went out of his way. Oh, well, I suppose, to, uh, it, yeah, it's a good thing. And, to, and um, that's why apologize. GWS won. It's uh, <laughs> just because of Acker's apology. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about distracting figures, though. Yeah, uh, but Buddy's Buddy. Buddy's the big distracting figure for me. Just you know, how you watch that and you you couldn't believe the Swans watch. Yeah. One, of the, one of the best things I ever watched. Uh, Foxtel did it for a couple of years and then they stopped. I was really annoyed. They show the grand final with a director's commentary of the winning coach and a few of the leadership group. That is a great idea. It was brilliant. I watched the 2012 one. Sorry, Limo. Of uh, and it's Paul Ruse and a few of the other Swans players. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, John Longmire. Longmire, yeah. And uh, so. The Swans are ahead, but Hawthorne are just peppering the goals, just yeah. inside 50 after inside 50. And they've been all jovial going, oh, yeah, he, he did well there and good stuff by goods and, oh, yeah, bad luck there. And then as you're peppering the goals, it goes quiet for a while, for about 15 seconds, and then you just hear Long go, we do win this, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Funny, yeah. they got to bring that back, Foxell. I would love oh, to I watch Grand Finals. brilliant. Yeah, uh, re- yeah really good fun. Good fun. There's a few good. There's a good Hawthorne one after we beat Frio, where they tell the story about Luke Hodge coming out after the halftime break, and he gets all the players in together, and we would, we were up by three goals, I think, yeah. and then Hodge says to the playing group while they're in the little huddle out on the ground, he says, "Right, we've got a, we need some motivation. We've got to fire ourselves up, boy, boys. You know what? In fact, I hope they kick the first two goals. Oh. It'll wake us up." And everyone's like. Uh, <laughs> did you just say you hope they get the first <laughs> goal? It's a bit off there. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So let's move on to our uh, next clash. What have we got? Crows, we've just got two to go. Crows, Dockers. Yeah, now this was a terrible game until the last five minutes of the third quarter and then it became an amazing game. It's a bit like, um, as you said, but with the old Geelong just sort of lifting. It's like, all right, now we're going to win. Both teams went, all right, we're going to win this game now. Yeah. And the, the Dockers did a, a better job. But it was it was a really uninspiring match before that. But then uh, McHenry scored a couple of great goals. Ned and then McHenry. And oh, he's a new, yeah, new young guy, isn't he? Yeah, and then uh, de- you know the, the Dockers retaliated and it was it was an amazing last quarter and watching just I've said for ages Justin Longmuir looks like uh, Mark Ruffalo who plays the Hulk and I'm yeah, just all, looking boy. always expecting him to turn green with rage as the as a Dockers coach. Uh, now I've heard a few people I didn't see any of this game but I've heard a few people say that David Mundy and Nat Fife bullied the Crows. Did you get that from uh, from watching it? Well, they played well, but no, I wouldn't say a bullying. It's it just, was too close. Well, not, to but be you a know, bullying. just just toughed them out of it. Yeah, yeah. Monday Monday was pretty uh, pretty ex- exceptional, but uh, no, it was Dockers are good. We used to say this about North Melbourne a few years ago. A Dockers, they might be good, but they're just young and inconsistent. But yeah. do, do, haven't we started saying that about Adelaide this year? I mean, surprised that yeah. they've had a few wins. Yeah. And, t- I mean, what about Taylor Walker? What are your thoughts on him? Took a good mark and uh, shout out to Dwayne Russell who, uh, when he, t- he jumped up in the air and he went, Walker, Skywalker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. God. Again, how much time do commentators spend working on these? Oh, they, oh, they must right. do a lot. Can I go into reverse for a second? Please. The, um, the GWS Swans game in the yes. dying minutes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Huddo. When Josh Kelly kicked the goal, so to win to win the game, yeah, Hutto is the best commentator. Hutto has gone with grace. It's Kelly. Oh no, Hutto! Hutto, well done. So does he mean? Does he mean the Princess of Monaco? Does he mean the West Coast Eagles AFLW player, Grace Kelly? Uh, (laughs) Is there one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Irish. I'm look. I'm gonna. Punt on the fact he thinks it's the actress. I think think he'd be going for Grace Kelly there, which is now one of Hutto's. Hutto's two greatest calls for mine are Buddy's 13. Yeah. 13, 13, which was a great call. But the other one was the preliminary final when Sydney beat Geelong. It's a semi final, but yes, you're exactly right. Was this it is a semi final? This is my favourite bit of commentary when ever. Nick Davis yep. got the ball out of the ruck, kicked the winning goal with less than a minute to go. And Hutto, who's a Geelong fan, yes. yeah. says, I see it, but I don't believe it. Yep. And it was just a, such a great, powerful line in the moment, and it was perfect. He is, I reckon, the best commentator at the moment. He is un- really underrated, yeah. and I think he's he does fantastic work. And yeah, as a Geelong fan, watching your team lose yeah. heartbreakingly and still put out a, a good he, performance. Well, and he was, he was someone who wanted to be a commentator from yeah. the age of 13 or something. Yes. And he used to practice and... He wanted to be Bruce. And so it is amazing to see that he has a passion for what he does. Yeah. He's, he's not a, an accidental ex-footballer exactly, commentator. Yeah, just wandering yeah. into it. <laughs> Although James, I've spoken to James Brasher about it and he said after he stopped playing cricket, he said all he wanted to do was – and this, these are his words, this is how he said it. He said all I wanted to do was describe sport. I mean, that's his way of saying. Mm. Is that really? Or was there a few more? You know, it's like, I just wanted to come out beautifully out of the noggin <laughs> and, and just use a few choice adjectives some, of the great game. Some big language. But yeah, he said, oh, it's all he wants to do is, as he put it, describe sport. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah it's I think a nice way of, of putting that. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, 
Let's uh, final game. Final Cats game. V Kangas. Uh, did any? Was there any? Uh, yeah, I've got. I've got one highlight. I'll, I'll, I'll give a match report uh, from uh, Chris Franklin, who's a, a stand-up comedian and big North Melbourne fan. Yes, <laughs> he said, "My team were in it all day and still lost by five goals." <laughs> <laughs> that is a great I description. Saw, I nominate a Who Cares Cup. Each, each round <laughs> to Long North. Yes. And this used to be the Battle of the Scott Twins. Yeah. Of course it did, yes. And it was always a really tight contest uh, when it was Scott Brother v Scott Brother. Um, but no, I always wanted anymore. them to swap one day, just just for like, uh, for, say it was for a practice match, pre-season Wizard Cup, just put, you know, just one, you know, dress up as the other one, just put the, the Kangas, Chris it's, Scott puts the Kangas tracksuit yeah, on. Yeah, so when you say dress up, but there's no makeup or, or oh, no, wigs no. required, it's no. just swap your, your top. And then go in there and see how long it takes for the people to notice. <laughs> might, that's a good idea. Yeah, that would be a bit they of fun. They could do it now. Remember they did that on Big Brother? They had the twins. Oh, that's right. Who would come and go. The Logan, the Logan brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah you know would, too much. I do, I do, I do know too well, much. my highlight of this game was the lap of honour beforehand. Harry Taylor and Gary Ablett. And the Gary Ablett's kid is about two, I think. Yes. And I could see exactly what had happened beforehand. Because he was holding her, I think it's a her. Him, um, it's a to him. him sorry, Levi. Uh, mm. Little Levi. And he was holding his phone like that. Uh, so Levi could see the screen. So clearly Levi's thrown a bit of a tantrum of mum oh. not being there. So he's chucked on the Peppa Pig oh. on there just to hold himself. I've had to do that through many a haircut. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, we've all handed over the phone or the iPad at different points. Um, Campbell Brown told me a great story about Gary Ablett on the weekend. Remember when Carmichael Hunt... Kicked the winner after the siren against Richmond. Oh, hell yeah. Amazing moment for the Gold Coast Suns. And Carmichael Hunt, so siren goes, he's got the ball, and Gary Ablett comes over to him and talks to him for about 15 seconds. And then Carmichael Hunt kicks the goal, post-match press conference, they say to Guy McKenna, what did Gary Ablett say? And Guy McKenna says, well, I actually haven't spoken to Gary yet, but I imagine he would have just said to him, you know, Keep your head over the ball, kick through it, pick out a target uh, behind the goals. You yep. can do this, uh, but if you miss it, it's fine. It's, man, it's just good. That's the type of leadership that Gary shows. And then Campbell Brown <laughs> was sat on the bus next to Gary Ablett as they were leaving. Yeah. And he says, and he's got his phone up and it's got, there's a story. And the headline of the story is Gary Ablett leadership talking to, how am I going? And so Campbell Brown says to him, what did you say to him? When he went over to him and he said, I was telling him to fake a cramp so I could take the kick. <laughs> so, <laughs> good leadership there um, from him. Uh, well, Susanna Mott, thank you. Much appreciated. It's been a great pleasure. Um, Chicks Talking Footy is the podcast. You can also hear that on Joy 94.9 Wednesday That's nights. right. Wednesdays between 7 and 8. There you go. Um, so thank you. I hope you have fun with your bombers for the rest of the year. So do I. <laughs> uh, Danny McGinley, we will be at the Comics Lounge on Sunday from 2pm uh, for our live yeah. podcast. So please come on down, join in the fun with Eddie Betts, Chelsea Roffey, uh, Ben Dixon. Dave uh, Thornton, Broden Kelly, Paul Collegia, Adam Rosenbachs possibly. And, and look, should we even hint it? There is a possibility. Tess Armstrong.
Oh, Tess Armstrong could wow. be. It's not, it's not confirmed. And we know Tess listens every week, Tess. We're not saying you have to be there, but she is excited. And I think her son wants to meet Eddie Betts. So. I'm, 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 I'm sure. Well, the son could be converted from Richmond to Carlton oh, let's hope. on just one meeting with Eddie Betts. <laughs> uh, Actually, so. her son's small enough. Uh, he's footy size. We could get uh, – we'll put Tess on one side of the comics lounge and see if Eddie can dribble the, the kids. I'll dribble the kid through <laughs> the lounge. Okay. Uh, well, we'll see if we can do that on the weekend. Uh, Danny. Thank you. Thank you. Go dogs. Go hawks.